0: Hey, what's up? I'm Grant Perez, and I'm hanging out with Rob right here on Front Row Live.
1: What's up, guys? Rob here at Front Row Live Entertainment. I'm hanging out here at The Echo with Grant Perez, and I'm so excited, man. It looks so good outside, and this is <laughs> night two. Like, I can only imagine what it was like last night.
0: Oh, last night was definitely sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> 100% sweaty, yeah. But it was great.
1: Congratulations on this sold-out uh, headline run. Um, what has this this run kind of taught you so far? Like The, the experience, the vibes these, these new fans, like, what has that been like?
0: Oh, I think one of the lessons I've learned is don't drink before I go on tour. (laughs) Cause I started this tour on like 30% vocal. I was like raspy, you know? Um, so I'm like still on vocal recovery six shows in, but regardless, the shows have been great. The crowds are awake. Um, and yeah, they're super, super nice. The community out here is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah
1: absolutely now you as a as a like a new uh touring artist like obviously the vocals is is that's your instrument you got to take care of it so you know because like you mentioned you kind of started out with that raspy voice so how different is it now like now that you have that mentality like i gotta take care of my voice first like i can you know the fomo can wait
0: (laughs) yeah uh the the fun can definitely wait now um yeah definitely a lesson learned but you know i i think you have to learn lessons along the way right or else like you know, there's the growth won't be there. So definitely something I have to consider in the future. Um, super, super chill, super mellow on my teas. Yeah. You're drinking everything. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And and, you know what, what a great time to be on tour. Um, now that this new EP just dropped, I noticed that you have various producers this time around. You don't have, uh, Jay again, uh, Lyndon Jay, right? So like, Talk to me a little bit about the difference in production. Like, Why did you choose to have multiple producers throughout this EP?
0: Yeah, so um, I feel like with this EP, it was really just written whenever I could get the time. Because last year I was traveling quite a bit as well, more than I was used to at least. And uh, I was working with new people. So I was like, yeah, why not, let's try it. Um, So there's a few songs in there written in Australia, the UK, um, and also the US. It was really a mess of everything, yeah. It really was. But uh, regardless, I'm super, super happy with the songs. Um, I feel like the people that I worked with understood my sound quite well, um, and I feel like I stood my ground when writing those songs to make sure it really felt like me. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Now,
1: during during this process and these experiences with new people um joining this this uh recording or even the writing process like what do you feel like that you learned from from those experiences and um as as far as like the producers go like which one do you feel challenged you the most and which track was that
0: yeah I feel like uh something I learned is uh I'm starting to analyze different people that I work with a lot faster just like within the first thirty minutes of a of a session I'm just like oh I can kind of see where this will go. Um, within this song, I feel like there was there was no real uh, challenge when it came to the songs that are on these on these uh, on this EP. It was pretty. It was really fun for the most part. Uh, some of the some yeah all of all of the people that I worked with are actually some of my favorites that I've worked with entirely. Yeah. Um, so overall, it was a good experience. I'd say yeah, confidently.
1: How did you kind of step out of your own comfort zone during this process, especially vocally? Uh, I I hear, you know, throughout all of your music, I hear head voice as, like, a comfort level for you. Like, at least that's what you make it seem. So, you know, how did you step out of that comfort zone for this EP and kind of, like, do, you know, hit new boundaries, hit new vocal ranges, and, you know, what was that like?
0: I think one of the songs that kind of challenged that, surprisingly enough, was the song that contained the most head voice. (laughs) Um, When the Day is Done is... I feel like it's just a very you know funky family oriented song, kind of inspired by uh, Stevie Wonder or Michael Jackson and whatnot. But the whole when the day is done, all the way like in the higher register. Yeah. Um, I guess it was just funny. I guess that that that's a song that really really challenged me the most. The really high note in "Stuck on You" challenged me the most. I um, uh, challenged me equally as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say that even the even the initial song, the the first song of the EP when we were younger, um, contains some some phrases that require more breath than what you'd usually expect. Yeah. So yeah, it just requires more thought, I'd say. Uh, vocally, yeah,
1: do you think about that during the writing process? like do you know what you're signing up for or is it like one of those things where it's like you have these lyrics in mind, you have these kind of melodies or vocal tones in mind, and then once you hit the recording booth it's like, oh shit yeah. this is hard yeah, sometimes it's like, oh I have to I have to rec- I have to breathe yeah. way
0: before and hold that breath till the end. Um, so sometimes that screws me in the live performance, uh, but we we live. We live with it. We we ride the challenges. We we yeah. We accept them.
1: <laughs> how has this tour kind of helped you, like, reorganize your set list or reorganize like the way that you write music moving forward?
0: Yeah, it's definitely opened my eye to that to that you know to the live element of a song. There's definitely a few songs that could potentially stay, you know, uh, on on the platforms and whatnot, and they don't come out live. Uh, but it's definitely opened my eye to uh, noticing how I'll sing them live, moving around and doing all that stuff. Yeah. How
1: would you say that you've evolved as a songwriter, um, especially with this EP? Um, just, you know, the topics you kind of talk about and just the way you kind of deliver it, your cadence, your your delivery in general. Like, it's just so, like, smooth. And I, I I can't imagine this being smooth from beginning to end. Like, I feel like there's some, like, ups and downs that you go through to kind of get to where you're at today. But, like, how do you feel that that songwriting has evolved for you?
0: Um, I'd say that my songwriting has become more topical uh, rather than being purely about love and whatnot. I'll still always, I will always forever have a love song. Love songs are just great. But I feel like I've just been more interested in writing other things that, you know, people experience. I love talking about the human experience. uh, The When We are Younger series is all about nostalgia and what we've been through and what we might go through. Um, So I think definitely just the topics have evolved. Yeah and how
1: I write about those. And do you think like the, the evolution of the topics is making the songwriting easier? Is it harder? Like, Do you feel like love songs are something that just comes naturally to you and then these kinds of songs are a little harder because there's more yeah. research involved?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. The Love songs are definitely gonna be an easy one for me-ish. Yeah. Like, you know, easy is subjective, but I think it just comes naturally, like yeah. it, the, the feelings come naturally when it comes to love songs. But when it comes to these topic songs, I really have to search within myself, or within another person's story, or make up the story entirely. Yeah. Um, so it's a whole different journey
1: for sure. Yeah, now, we're we're in this like era of music where like there's so much music everywhere, right? Like, and like I I feel like it's almost hard to discover new talent. It's almost hard to create your own lane. But you've kind of done you've you've basically done that with your music you've been able to like create your own lane what was that process like for you from the beginning and like do you feel like you're where you want to be musically
0: um so from the beginning i kind of i honestly just started writing what I thought was cool uh obviously I started my career on YouTube doing a bunch of covers and i mm-hmm. I think I slowly started to realize what types of music I liked and I wanted to make that into my own when I started writing yeah. um and yeah, I, I guess you know making my own lane into it, I guess I just trusted my own instincts. I, I, I really stayed true to what I thought was cool. Um, but currently as I stand right now, I feel like my music uh, in its discography isn't completely who I am. Um, there's definitely a side of me that wants to be more R&B, way more R&B. Uh, other parts of me that wants to do some James Taylor stuff and be super folky, soft rocky. Um, so it does put me in a weird gray area of having like an identity crisis at some points, but I also (laughs) want to, you know, really, really explore that and be super, super genre fluid in a way, even if it, you know, kills me in the end, um, I'm sure there'll be someone that understands. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm relying on that one person to just understand me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Unfortunately, you're still young in this industry, and and both you know yourself. Like, I feel like you have so much time to be able to kind of experiment, and your your audience seems to be very, uh, very in love with whatever you create, and very supportive, no matter what. So that's also cool. Also, we don't get much Filipino talent here in the states, and the fact that you are. I am at heart (laughs) Capuso, but, uh, but yeah, like we don't, we don't get that much, that much Filipino artists out here in the States. So being able to come out to the States, especially from Sydney, like coming out here, sell sold out shows, you're wrapping this and then going on to another tour and then followed by another tour. Like that must feel amazing, but that also must add some pressure because you're kind of one of the few.
0: Yeah, in, in a way, I I I feel like I just choose not to look at the pressure. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, we're having fun, <laughs> we're just we're doing it. But then when it yeah when it comes down to it, it it, it feels it feels very honoring. Yeah. Um, I I really am super super blessed and happy to be in the position that I am in. Um, and you know, representing yeah representing Philippines is yeah. is great. It's something you don't really think about but it just comes naturally in a way uh in every essence i am like filipino and the, the my communities that i bring up are all mixed with filipinos and other races and whatnot but it, it, it's great it honestly it warms my heart and i'm sure um i hope that it warms my parents hearts as well <laughs> yeah i'm sure it would yeah
1: speaking of parents are they in that video is that is that actually them in? in no, and the, the, the day is done.
0: Yeah, yeah um, no, sadly it's not them. I wanted them that to be, be in awesome. it. They actually made choreography. Him, my dad, and his uh, cycle. They all bike. Their mates. They they made like choreography to that song with their wives. And I was like, let's make a bloody let's make a video yeah. for it. And then they all got shy, got yeah. cold feet, so it didn't happen. But. Maybe in the future. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. Now, you do something with your music that I really love, and I don't know if it's real or I don't know if it's you vocally. The trumpet. Is that a real trumpet, or is that you with, with your lips making the notes? It's
0: my lips. Okay. Yeah, you'll see that tonight if nice. you're watching the show. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's my lips doing that.
1: How did you start doing that uh, for your music? Because, you know, you, so many artists have different ways of starting to, like, do different sounds, like, yeah. just creating stuff out of nothing, right? Like, so what kind of kick – I mean, did you always – do that growing up and it's like, all right, let me put that into, into some music.
0: That's actually, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, I I think I first learned that when I was 11. Uh, I used to watch a ton of beatboxing videos. Uh, there's this guy named Hikakin or something, and he used to do YouTube tutorials. Yeah. Um, and the mouth trumpet was the only one I could nail. I could never do like the scratch or any of the other noises. So I did that as a kid um, quite a bit. And then my siblings were like, oh, that's pretty convincing. And I yeah. thought it was funny. And then since 12, 13 years old, I hadn't done it till I was 20 on Cherry Wine when we were coming up with the um, the uh, instrumental. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it'd be sick if there's a trumpet that goes or whatever. And then um, they were like, oh, let's just have that in there. So let put it in and I was like, all right, sick. I guess it's a thing now. Yeah. yeah it so works. it's become my thing. Yeah. It
1: definitely works. So now do you think about it? Like when you go into the studio, is that like your main instrument? It's no longer the acoustic or the ukulele. It's like, let's hit the trumpet first.
0: No, I <laughs> I try to I try to avoid it quite a bit unless needed. So that it doesn't you get want. so it doesn't yeah. get overused. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to overdo it. I feel like that's the that's the thing that some people take for granted, especially with like jokes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You can only tell a joke twice. If it's a really good joke. Twice max, three times for comedic effect if they're really feeling it, yeah. but any more than that, a good joke turns bad. Yes. So uh, that's why I try to really contain it, really, really keep it um,
1: limited. Yeah. Yeah. Now with these seven tracks that you have on this EP, which one are, which one do you feel like you had the most difficult time with, whether it was in the writing process, the recording process, or even like not even sure that it was gonna make the EP and why?
0: Hmm. I feel like. To be honest, with this this EP, it all felt very uh, intuitive. I think if there's any song um, that was going to make it in this EP, it's one of my songs called Don't Grow Up Too Fast, which came out in a previous uh, mixtape called The Trail Mixtape, like the other EP. I really wanted that to be in this, but it didn't work time-wise. And we just needed a song to be out. So I was like, yeah, we'll use it then. Um, So in a way, I wish that song was in this EP. But... Regardless, I feel like this EP stands strong. Yeah. I, I feel like the narrative is is, is there. Uh, there's like a through line, a uh, solid conclusion. It's a story, yeah.
1: Now, you wrap up this tour and then you have a little bit of a break and then you're back on the road. Bigger venues as well and uh, you're hitting the road with Cave Town, yes. which is going to be amazing. Uh, you're also going to be uh, at Head in the Clouds this year, which yeah. I'm so excited about. What are you looking forward to on these on these performances, on these tours, and you know what can your fans look forward to as well? Um,
0: to, to to the people that haven't seen me before, uh, expect a lot of energy, a lot of singing, and a lot of crowd involvement. Uh, even if you're unwilling to do so, <laughs> you'll 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 probably you'll we'll do it, we'll do it. Um, but for the people that do know me um expect you know the new music to be performed um expect good vibes (laughs) as per usual Uh, a lot of jokes um and hopefully a good time
1: yeah how awesome is it that guitar was something difficult for you in the beginning it was more of a ukulele before you hit the guitar and then now you're fenders next class artist of 2023 like What does it mean to you to like have an opportunity like that, especially with like such a major like guitar company? Um, And, you know, how excited are you about that? I'm I'm extremely excited. I think for one thing,
0: it's it's one thing to be, you know, noticed by uh, by someone like that. But it's it's super heartwarming to see, uh, you know, a company that big really believe in me. Um, And it also it almost it actually pushes me to want to be better. At guitar, because you know I don't really I don't want to disappoint you know I really want to showcase my talents out there um, and that's something that I'm actively doing really trying to get better at guitar as you know I can play I can sing and play chords um, but I want to get better at soloing I want to do all of this other stuff and it's really awesome that Fender believes in me you know it
1: believes in my project um, and yeah me in general yeah yeah Awesome. well congratulations with the success so far congratulations with this tour This I mean, this year feels like it's going to be like if people don't know about you yet, they're going to know by the end of the year, like it's going to happen regardless. So congratulations with that. And uh, thanks so much for hanging out with me. You guys be sure to check out Grant Perez. New EP is out now. Catch him on tour. He's going to be on tour the rest of the year. So uh, thanks for watching on Front Row Live.